0: i'm your host david frost this is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis so today we had a little bit of the opposite action that we had to yesterday in the last couple of minutes of the day They ran down to close below the important number of 279.14. The opposite effect happened yesterday. They ran up to close above it. We'll take a look at the 10-minute chart in a couple of moments. We'll see what, if any, impact that may or may not have going forward. But let's talk about the bigger picture first. So the bigger picture is this. The market didn't do anything today in terms of the S&P. There is other markets out there and other markets were on the move and there's stuff going on underneath the hood. So we're going to take a look at all that stuff because that's how we put the pieces to the puzzle together. We look at each market independently of everything else. We have certain ones that are our favorite leading indicators. And with that, we're able to put together the next likely opportunity, the next likely scenario for what the market's going to do, whether it's on the north or the south side. So that's what we're going to try and continue to do each and every day here. So what do we have here on the daily chart of the SPY? We're basically going sideways. Nothing changed. The S&P 500 was down three points today. That's a margin of error. It's a rounding error. We're not going to ever interpret three points, positive or negative, as bullish or bearish. It's basically a flat day and we'll leave it at that. So nothing happened that would give us a real heavy clue in one direction or the other, a clue whether the market's going to shoot up from here or the trap is going to open and we go down. But we have to look farther because there are answers out there. Let me just take a pause here for a second and thank everybody for participating, making comments underneath the video each and every night. I love the interaction. I also love the banter back and forth. In addition, please hit the thumbs up button on the video and share the video with anybody that you think can benefit from this information. Okay, so back to the daily chart. So here's the scenario. We have two options. Either the market's going to push higher out of here. It's either consolidating, building energy, winding up to push higher, or the trapdoor is going to open and it's going to fail. So let's see what we've got. Let's talk about the downside first. And here's what I'll say. Apparently, there were a lot of people disappointed that the market did not collapse yesterday. I got a lot of messages asking why I wasn't suggesting that the market was going to fall apart, asking why I still remained not bearish but somewhat bullish as of yesterday's video and why yesterday was not a reversal candle. And the answer to the last question is pretty simple. It wasn't a reversal candle. I know a lot of people wanted to call it that. I get that. As far as I'm concerned, based on my work and how I look at the market, it wasn't a reversal and that's the end of it. So therefore... I couldn't turn bearish on the market based on the close yesterday, based on the fact that it was not a reversal, we did have a recovery, and today we basically did nothing, we went sideways, so it was the right move not to get too bearish too fast. That's not to say the market can't fall. We're going to take a look at some other charts in a moment that may paint a picture to clear up some of the uncertainty that has people guessing which way is the market going to go. It keeps going back and forth, but we end up in the same spot. We end up centered around, give or take, 279. Why is that? What's the market telling us? What's the importance of that? Well, here's the good news. Many cases, we don't need to know the why. All we need to know is what. What's going to happen? The why doesn't really matter because we can interpret certain things any way we like. Most of them, as it relates to the market, are not provable because nothing happens 100% of the time. And that's why, which brings up another point, that's why when I see posts underneath the videos of here's why the market's going to collapse. Look at the MACD or the RSI or some other indicator that only works At best, about as much as a coin flip does. So what happens is, some traders are looking at other videos, they're reading other blogs, they're watching TV, CNBC, whatever the case is, and they start to pick out a story that fits their position. What do I mean by that? What I mean is, they're talking their book. They've decided to take a short position for some reason, whatever their individual reason is, that's fine, that's up to them, And now they're looking for information to support the position they have. It's called talking our book. We don't do that here. I just analyze the charts. I play umpire. I'm calling balls and strikes. I don't really care which way the market goes. What I care about is whether or not I can make money, whether it's going up or down. That's all I care about. And frankly, that's all anybody should care about. That's the sole purpose of the market. It's a vehicle to make money from. If you can't make money from the market, you should step away and find something else that you can make money from. All right, I blabbered on enough. So let's get back to the chart. So the daily chart remains in an uptrend. There's nothing wrong. Is it significant we close below 279.14? It may be. As I make this video, which is... After the closing bell, the market did rally back up and now is above the 279.14. You can see on the top of the screen, the bid is at 279.15 by 279.17 on the offer. Probably doesn't mean much. What's the bogey right now? The bogey is yesterday's low on the downside. You start closing below even hourly, below yesterday's low, and there's trouble, and the market is selling, and it will likely fill the gap down here, and that gap officially is filled at 274.38. Now, why do I say that we'll go down past the lower end of the range that we discussed last night? The reason is we tested it yesterday, so I don't want it on the second time around. On the second time around, it may hold. It may be support, but it may not. The odds are different the second time around. We don't want sloppy seconds. Doesn't mean they don't work, it just means that it's not the same trade the second time around. So if I was looking to take a long position, whether it for an intraday trade or something else and the market was selling, I wouldn't look toward the bottom end of the range likely right now. The likely scenario is I would have to look toward the gap. That would be on a hard sell. I'm not talking about if the S&P is down 10, 12, 15 points. That's not what the point of that discussion was. It's on a hard sell. SPY hourly chart. What do we have? What we have is something very interesting. We know that this breakdown candle high has a high of 27965 Look at the high a couple of times that we tested today, 279.68, 279.61. Here's another one, 279.69. And the last one in the last candle of the day, the last hourly candle of the day, 279.76. So you can see here the high was 279.65 and on an hourly chart or any chart for that matter, price was rejected from attempting to close above the breakdown candle high. That's interesting. I think it's important information. I think it's relevant leading into tomorrow because if we can't close above or even gap above there in the morning, if we can't get above there, what's going to happen is the rejection will take hold and price will go lower out of this pattern if it cannot close above the high of the breakdown candle. That's the way the market works. These are things that are taught in the course at Lazy eMini mini Trader. That's just a snippet There's a ton of information in there just like this. It shows you where you're wrong. It shows you the market is likely going higher or likely going lower where the tip-offs are, the sign and signals of a trend change, all of the above, and a whole heck of a lot more. It's really just a boatload of information. Speaking of boatload of information, let's take a look real quick inside the numbers. So this morning, and this gets posted before 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, What I say is yesterday, markets went on somewhat of a rodeo ride. The jury is still out deliberating, but there are two scenarios we're watching for. Yesterday was the shakeout of the weak hands. Market continues higher. We talked about that when we discussed the daily chart. We talked the fact that the market can go higher. Yesterday was a top. Markets are in the process of retracing the initial leg down. Once complete, the selling will resume. That's still a possibility. We just looked at the hourly chart and see that based on the hourly chart leading into tomorrow, there may be more selling. That's certainly a possibility. But this was this morning, so I say which one, we simply don't know yet, but we can be ready based on where the market is and where it isn't. So what I say here is closing back above $27.95, that's in the E-mini contract, ES 2795 and we didn't close back above there, but we attempted it is a requirement to keep the uptrend going. Closing hourly below 2785 will hand the ball back to the bears who will assist on more selling pressure down to lower levels. Well, we stayed in that range between 2785 and 2795, give or take a point or so. So net-net, the support was support and the resistance was resistance as suspected. Then we have a couple of morning gap trades on the board this morning. We had Target and we had C-Trip. We'll take a look at those charts in a moment. Well, one was not a trade and one did hit its target. We'll take a look at C-Trip. Target was off the table. It just didn't get to the target price. When it doesn't hit our number, it's off the board. We only want trades at numbers we're willing to make the trade at. And this list, Stocks on the Move, out of five potential opportunities, we had four hit their target price. One was left at the altar. It's a no trade. That was BL. So be it. Four hit their targets. We'll take a look at these trades as well. And then you can take a look at the ES or the SPY or the crude oil numbers. See if it's something you think you can benefit from. You'll see the 27.85 on the board and the 27.95. The low of the day was 27.83 in change, and the high was 2795.50, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, maybe just a touch higher into the end of the day, but you get the point. Then we also feature a swing trade watch list. Now there hasn't been anything on here lately because it's very hard to put swing trades at these lofty levels in the market. And since the market hasn't, at least in my opinion, turned bearish, it's hard to put on short trades. But here is a swing trade. It's GLD. I'm giving it to you now. It was put on there yesterday. I'm kind of opening it up so everybody can see it. not going to do this all the time. I'm doing it today. I'm already in the trade. We'll take a look at the chart of gold in a little while. So let's get back to the S&P. So we've got the hourly chart down. What will be the tell tomorrow? Let's say we open slightly down or more than slightly down, but let's just say we open down. What's the tell? The tell is 278. We start getting below 278, start closing, even half hours below 278, things are not good, likely lower prices are ahead. Hourly closes below 278, obviously not good. Not good for the bull case anyway, doesn't mean there's not a trade on the short side. We'll see, you never know what the market's going to hand you day in, day out. Here's C-Trip, so there were... Two targets on the upside for C-Trip. This was a stock that was gapping higher at the open. Closed yesterday around $35 a share. So the stock was screaming at the opening bell. So traders that have taken the lazy gap trader course understand not all trades are created equal. We want these stocks to come very rapidly into our target levels. So this is a scalp trade. So you can see what happened. The stock ran right up to $40 and within minutes was already at a low of $39.28. So that's all we're looking for. That gave us more than the minimum requirement on the trade to have a profitable trade. Now the stock continued higher. It went to the second target. Why wasn't the second target the same trade as the first target? Because of the way in which it came into the price level. Remember we discussed several days ago, we discussed... Creeping markets. That's a creeping market. On this five-minute chart that I'm showing you, it creeped into the $41.63 price tag. $40.04 ran up there like a bat out of hell and was rejected at least temporarily, but giving us the trade we were looking for. This one was from Stocks on the Move, Hertz, HTZ. The price target was $17.42. The rest is history. The stock closed over $18 today, around a 60 cent gain on a $17 stock. That's pretty darn good for a day trade. How about NVTA? So we had two targets on this one, 1875 and 1815. My traders understand that when there's two targets close together like this, they can take a partial position at the first and add to the position if the second target is reached. We never got to the second target. But look what happened. The stock took off like a rocket ride to the upside, and the stock went all the way up to $20.35 from an $18.75 entry earlier in the day. These price levels are given out before 9 o'clock AM Eastern Standard Time. How about Cena? Cena was on the board, had one target, $63.01. That's it. The stock came into the target took off like a rocket ride to the upside, made a high today of $65.66. That's pretty remarkable from an entry price of $63 given out long before the market even opened for business. Here's the last one on the list that hit its target price today, WB. So there were two targets, but we opened below the first target. It's off the board. When a stock opens below the first target, We just discard it and we look to the second target. And the reason is, sometimes these stocks will move closer to the opening bell. I'm reluctant to start moving price targets around 5 or 10 minutes before the opening bell. If it opens below a level, so be it. You throw it away and we look to the next target. $66.54 was the next target and you can see what happened. It's pretty obvious. Later on that day, later on today, the stock made a high of $70.00 and 75 cents we don't get trades like this every single day but we get a lot of trades and guess what some of them are just like this back to the IWM my favorite market leading indicator what have we got here so the IWM is going sideways it is pulling back a little bit nothing really earth shattering looks like it wants to come into the 20 period moving average whether that holds or not remains to be seen We have a big gap down tomorrow, for example, then lower prices are likely coming. There is a gap that is important. The gap is 153.77. I'm not suggesting we go there, but I am suggesting that on a hard sell, we will or would go there or could go there. The reason I keep bringing these things up is because the market is at such lofty levels. Look where we are as compared to where we were in December. Yes, the market's still in an uptrend. Yes, it's not bearish yet. However, we all need to be aware that at any point in time, on a spark, there could be a vacuum to the downside where we could have a really, really ugly, ugly sell day because we've been up so far, so fast, that a pullback of even 50, 75 S&P handles in a couple of hours isn't out of the question. We're not saying it is going to happen. It eventually will happen. I just want everybody to understand that even though I say the market is bullish because that's what the chart says, doesn't mean we can't wake up to a big gap down. I'm fully aware of all the different scenarios out there. I just have to report to you like an umpire the balls and the strikes. Is there technically anything wrong with the IWM? No, it's in an uptrend. We have been so far rejected by the 200 period moving average. But it has not been a big rejection. We went up there and the market basically is just drifting away from the 200 period moving average. There's a big difference if you run up to a moving average like this from not being anywhere close to it. And then we're rejected like this. That's a rejection when you creep up to a moving average and then start going sideways. That's not a rejection. It's just a market that is going sideways. Nothing more, nothing less. Is the IWM trying to tell us anything? Well, it may be. It was down today. It's down four-tenths of 1%, and it was certainly leading on the downside. The spider was basically flat. So we have to take notice of that. These are all puzzle pieces. They're on the table. How about the transports? Here we go again. So the transports have a bad day. We're trading away from that trend line that we put on here a few days ago. We tested the underside of it yesterday. Now we're trading away from it. Now we're second day below, closing below, the 20-period moving average. Remember, the transports have always been, or not always, but have many, many times been the favorite canary in the coal mine. So I'm watching very closely. Are they trying to tell us something over in the transportation department? It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. It's not lost on me. We started talking about this a few days ago. Now, the last point on the transports is there's a gap right here. The gap is only a few points away. It hasn't been filled. It's really, really close. It should be filled, but whether or not we come down farther remains a mystery. We'll have to see tomorrow. However, this 100-day moving average is lurking. There will be support in and around that 100-period moving average, 10100 There may even be support prior to the 100-period moving average, maybe 50 to almost 100 points higher than the 100-period moving average. We go from a potential canary in the coal mine headed lower to the south side. Now we go over to Silicon Valley. We take a look at the queues, the technology space, and they were up today. Not a whole lot. It's still a rounding error. It's margin of error, 23 cents. Doesn't mean anything, but we were up. It's not down. We're above all the moving averages. So, what is this chart telling us? This chart is not telling us the same thing as the transports. Maybe the transports are leading. We'll find out. But the queues, technology is not being sold. We need to be aware of that, we need to be cognizant of that. They're not selling the technology space. Not yet, anyway. Does it look like the queues have reached final destination? I guess if others want to call this a reversal candle, that's certainly possible. And maybe we do go down from here. That's possible, but I don't see a reversal at hand. I don't see a sign or a signal of a trend change. I see nothing other than a chart that's in an uptrend. Take it for what it is. Where would the final destination be? Well, I don't know final final, but I can tell you that likely story is the queues are headed right up to this area here. We'll just call it, for argument's sake, 179 to 180. As long as they remain in an uptrend, as long as something doesn't change, as long as they don't head south, that's the destination, or at least the next destination. What's going on down at the financial district? Well, we tested once again the 20-period moving average, but did close above. Still sandwiched in between the 20 and the 200, but we were down 10 cents today. It's a third of a percent, almost four-tenths of a percent. You can't gain any information out of that. Same thing holds true that we said last night. The bogey on the downside has to be 25.88. As long as the XLF closes daily above 25.88, it's still bullish. A good proxy of the tech sector is the semis. This Philadelphia Semiconductor Index... Also, the SMH, which is the exchange-traded proxy four, this is also in an uptrend. It looks similar to the Qs. Not the same, but similar. In an uptrend, above all the moving averages, there's nothing technically wrong with this chart. Did it put in a high? It's possible. It may have put in a high all the way back here. However, we don't know yet. We're still above the moving averages in an uptrend. All we've had so far from that high area was a little bit of a pullback, not a big reaction. Keep in mind, when you don't see a big reaction from what you might have determined to be an important price. And this is what I'm discussing. So here's a breakdown candle high. It's also the beginning or the window to a gap. So the high is 106.19. So this day here, the high was 106.27. So we tested that breakdown candle high and we traded away from it. So I would deem that an important price area, but the decline from that price area is not really a major rejection. It's just a little bit of a pullback for a few days, and then we started going right back up, remaining above all the moving averages. This could be any chart. It doesn't have to be the SMH. I'm just giving you what I'm visualizing, what I see. I always like to focus in on the first thing that my eye is drawn to when I bring up a chart. And the first thing I see here is an uptrend. We already hit an important area, but we didn't have a major rejection. I focus on that. Doesn't mean we can't go down, but generally speaking, that's not a sign of a market that hit a major resistance point. This is inside my mind. You got to put a hard hat on. Gold. So I talked about gold. I showed you the swing trade in gold. It's one swing trade. I'm not showing you all the swing trades. However, the reason I showed this one is I did discuss it last night. I intimated that this would be generally a pretty decent area where gold is likely to find some support. So let me show you a different chart. We can look at the same market a couple of different ways, and you see different things. So instead of looking at the commodity itself, and we were just looking at the gold commodity, gold futures, a continuous chart, continuous contract. Now we're looking at the exchange-traded product, GLD. The chart looks slightly different. The numbers all pan out to be the same for the most part, but the chart looks slightly different. Let's work off GLD since that was what was on the swing trade list. So we filled a gap, and today we had the makings of a reversal. It's not a real great reversal. We didn't really have the volume behind it. However, I like the activity. We made a lower low than yesterday. That's a trick trap fool and frustrate. So some weak hands got flushed out. We know where we're wrong. If we had to lose on the trade, it would certainly be small and fast, and I think it has a relatively decent risk-reward. Folks, this trade is right out of the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader, bar none. Doesn't mean it's going to work, but everything on this page, everything on this chart was right out of the course. Everything is taught. Exactly what I did, the reason I did it, is all in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. Crude oil. Nothing doing today. We're just going sideways, again, hugging the 100-period moving average. This is winding up, looks very similar to the spider. It's either going to collapse or it's going to have another leg to the upside. That's what I see in crude oil. What's my eye drawn to? My eye is drawn to building energy right around the 100-period moving average for another push higher. That's what my eye is drawn to. And folks, with that, I'm going to give it a wrap.